Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I've got a wonderful man. He's somebody I've recently met who is very aligned with what I do. So I think the audience are going to really love this guy. His name is Taryn Galati. He's the founder of a organization called Adios. So welcome, Taryn. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. Now, you're the founder of Adios, which is all around mental health and, and well-being, Taryn. And today we're going to be talking about how to train your inner counsellor. So first of all, would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you've come to be doing what you're doing? Sure. So this contemplation project really came about from what was happening in my own personal life for many, many years. I was given to be lost in deep thought fairly early in my life. It came to me naturally, not nobody in my family was like that or not in my friend circle or in my extended family. So it, it was just something natural that I found myself thinking a lot. And that intensified over the past 15 years, where I was essentially examining my own mind and my own actions and what impact did those actions have on my peace of mind. And as that was happening in my personal life for many years, a couple of years ago, when I was thinking about what should I do professionally? Because one chapter was closing and the question was, okay, what, what next? Then I remembered that I had done a contemplation workshop in 2015 with about 40 people. This was just one session, like an experimental workshop. Yeah. And the results were better than expected out of that one session. And then I forgot all about it after 2015. We did not do any other workshop because I got into other other things. So in 2020, when I was thinking, what should I do next? That workshop came to my mind. And then I thought about it and I basically realized that if this is something, the habit of contemplation, if this has helped me personally so much that I consider myself to be the luckiest person alive today. For no... Sorry, Taran. Carry on. Yeah, so that's when I thought that, okay, if that one workshop had a reasonable impact, that was clearly not sufficient. So let me create a proper system where whatever has benefited me, can I train other people to do that? And that's how Adios actually came about as a mental well-being startup. It was never a startup to begin with. So it did not happen because of COVID. It did not happen because everyone was talking about mental health. 
it happened because it was happening to me for 15 years that's the journey excellent so um i believe that adios is an acronym that stands for something so can you tell the listeners what it stands for it is yes so adios stands for a dialogue in objective silence because that is what it is it is a dialogue that you have with yourself objectively in silence and when you talk about contemplation what's your definition of contemplation so contemplation is essentially deep thinking thinking deeply about matters that matter it is not meditation the way we understand today it is simply disconnect from the external sit on a chair raise your head by 30 degrees stare into blankness and think or go for a contemplation walk it's simply thinking deeply nothing more nothing less why is it important because we don't do that anymore there's it's so much thinking. distraction isn't there around in this modern world and um you know there's there's so much stuff that gets in our head that that is meaningless and not necessarily for our highest good that that distracts us from these really high level um like you say modes of being where we can really really tap into our inner selves and and find profound really great pieces of wisdom can't we yeah so what has happened is the noise was always there but it has increased astronomically over the past 10 to 15 years because of whatever is has been happening around us so what that tends to do is if you live your life largely looking outward and not looking inward you don't create a deep connection with yourself and if you don't have that connection with yourself then you don't have internal clarity because you're not looking inward and if you don't have internal clarity you still need to make decisions every day you make choices every day at home at work but then you tend to make choices that seem exciting in the short run but are actually not right for you in the long run because mm. then you're making choices looking outward and then those wrong choices then lead to stress or anxiety so when you say that my life is not going anywhere or i feel something is missing or uh, this is not right it's basically dissatisfaction with the choices that you're making it's not as hard as it sounds once you look within 50% of your problems evaporate and then if you use certain principles where which guide you to make the right choices then you change your choices because you can see that this is what i said to my colleague that is making me more restless but until today you had not seen it why because you're too busy looking outside you're not examining so that's what contemplation does when you think about these things you observe what you're saying then you start making changes in the choices that you make on a daily basis and i think it's all about taking that personal responsibility and accountability for for what you've currently got in, or haven't got in your life yeah that's true and 
also especially in the technological age that we live today you mentioned the distractions they are only going to increase now but blaming a technology company is not the solution because they are not responsible for your well-being you are mm-hmm. so only i can decide what i say what i don't say how i react how i don't react so yes it is our responsibility and now with this contemplation practice it is not so hard to understand what should i do to make changes so what I is the starting it. point taran you know when you when you first introducing this as a topic you know in in a workshop or a, on a one to one basis or a, in a discussion what is the first you know of those principles you spoke about or the how you start that conversation with somebody so they really understand what what the steps are sure so there are two things you need to make the right choices let's just walk through the sequence of this one you, the quality of your life is determined by how you feel if you feel good the quality of your life is good if you feel not so good you could say the quality is not so good so if you want to feel fulfilled purposeful and peaceful then you need to make those choices and to make the right choices you need two things one a deep connection with yourself which is what contemplation gives you and the second is some principles guiding principles that will help you make the right choices so when we start these principles are very practical in nature for example we start with the principle of the twin voices where we are basically saying can you identify and differentiate between two voices inside your head because sometimes when you're doing something or you're deciding something you might hear two voices or more than two voices voice one may say do this voice two may say no do that and maybe there is a voice three that says no do something completely different <laughs> yes so we start there you could call it the voice of the head the voice of the heart whatever doesn't matter it's essentially the voices and you can hear them so you start with can i hear those voices step 1 step 2 can i write them down voice 1 says this voice 2 says this and then slowly you start applying other principles like the cardinal principle of adios is what makes you more peaceful and what makes you more restless so if you were to apply this to the twin voices then you're basically asking okay i have written the voices down now the next step is i go voice by voice and say if i were to do what voice one is asking me to do will that make me more peaceful or will that make me more restless in the long term you do the same thing with voice 2 you do to the same thing with voice 3 so that's the first step and then there are other principles that come in for example the another principle is the urge to prove so there we are saying in your interactions with your family members with your friends with your colleagues at work on a zoom call in a meeting do you experience an urge to prove that i am right and someone else is wrong do you experience an urge to put someone else down if yes identify it 
And then again, step two is always the same. Ask yourself, did that make me more peaceful or less peaceful? Because the whole philosophy of Adios is, you talk to yourself and understand whether that thing is making you more peaceful or is it making you more restless, not the other person. So if I misbehave with you, Lynn, in a meeting, okay, yeah. I'm sarcastic. Yeah. What we are saying is, take Lynn out of the equation. You sit and ask yourself, when you pass that sarcastic comment on Lynn, yes, of course, you had a bout of pleasure, perhaps, but after that, does it really make you more peaceful in the long run? Or does it make you more restless or less peaceful? So these are the kind of principles we use. And then there are principles about negatively comparing yourself with others. There are principles about speech, speaking less, not using negativity, which is anger, sarcasm. But again, these are not instructive. With every principle, you ask the same question. Does it make me more peaceful? Does it make me less peaceful? So it's so, so interesting and very, very deep, isn't it? And um, it's, it's really, I suppose, getting rid of the, the the mind chatter and actually becoming more and more aware of your own thoughts and thinking and focusing those thoughts and thinking around your own health and well-being to a point where you don't really need to think too much about it because it becomes more natural to you. That's where you eventually get to. And the good part of it is, it is not really hard. It is easy. Once you know the method, it's easy for you to understand that this is what I said. And then if the filter is very clear, then you may not change right away because you might have older patterns develop, muscle memory, but you start to see it. And eventually, after once, twice, thrice, you will realize it before you are sarcastic with Lynn again. <laughs> it will come to you before and you will not do it. And I speak from experience of the people who have taken you know, this program for the last two years. And sometimes that clarity actually doesn't come instantly. Sometimes the muddiness increases for a few days. But I'll tell you why. That's because for some people, they had let that noise settle down at the bottom of the glass. So the water looked clear, but it wasn't because all the dirt was settled at the bottom. When you start looking, you're mm -hmm. essentially stirring the glass, the water. So that noise is going to bubble up, but that's temporary. Then when you keep using contemplation and the principles, your goal is to take each noise particle, each dust particle and resolve it. So it never appears again. And that's when real clarity is experienced. Fascinating stuff. So is this something that um, stems solely from yourself and your own journey towards, uh, I suppose, living a, a more better, healthier um, thinking life for yourself? Sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah. Is this, is this solely stemmed from what you've learned yourself or has this been based on 
uh, other studies of other influences that have influenced you? Yeah, so yeah, this comes solely from long hours of staring into blankness that I have done for many years and analyzed it myself because I was guilty of all these things. Mm. When I was younger, you do give in to anger, you do give in to sarcasm. These are natural behavioral traits of a normal human being. But when I started analyzing them and started looking at the impact they had on my peace of mind, I didn't like it. So I started to change. And from, from that point onwards, because I was also doing my other work with as a professional, I was meeting tens of people. So I used those meetings to observe them and what they do and what they say. And then very quickly, it all came together that these things are very normal. Many, many, many people repeat the same things. So that then turned into these principles. So these principles are actually coming out of these musings. They are not uh, a combination of something taken from psychology or neuroscience or yoga or meditation. These, I wrote these on my own and I wanted them to be very, very tactical and practical. Something that you can use instantly during your day, in your interaction with any other people. So they come from my personal experience, yes. Wow, excellent. So these words of wisdom and this whole, you know, these whole programs that you're designing have literally come from your own deep thinking and contemplations on your own personal journey. That's right, yeah. Excellent. And when you started thinking deeply and connecting more with yourself and becoming more aware of your own thoughts um, and, and sharing that with people, um, how did you see the before and after transformation of those people that have followed your principles? So the results have been fairly encouraging. We have done this, I mean, people have taken it and used it for their profession. People have taken it and used it for their personal lives. So we have had team leaders who have used this to become calmer with their teammates. Uh, we have had people who said that earlier when I used to sit in meetings, I was ready to attack. But because I have been watching what that attacking is doing to my peace of mind. I now listen and I feel more mature. Those were the exact words that this lady used. And she works for a company in Silicon Valley. And from then on, you see, once you see something like this, it is very hard to unsee it. Mm. That's the beauty of it. So every time that behavior comes back to you, you may give in because maybe you are lacking in your practice, but you notice and you remember to change it the next time. So the journey is not a straight, smooth curve up. 
which is almost never the case, whether it is playing the piano or learning how to be more clear and peaceful with contemplation. It's a skill, just like playing the piano or riding a bicycle. But there are slight ups and downs because you're a human, so you will forget. Sometimes the emotions will get the better of you. Sometimes the negative voice that should not be dominating will dominate. But mm -hmm. the beauty is you are aware yes. that it dominated me in my last conversation when I was talking to my sister. I don't want to do that again. So then what you do is next time when you meet her, you're more careful. So people have used it in their personal lives, in their professional lives. There's one particular founder of a startup who used it to start going for her own contemplation retreats alone. So this is, this is somebody who, who believed that not working for five minutes is a crime. <laughs> wow. So from there, she actually went to taking some time off once in a while, going away alone for a contemplation retreat where she could think through her business strategies and She's used it in multiple situations. In fact, she's going to be on my podcast in the next few weeks where she will detail her experiences. So multiple ways people have used it in their relationships. And uh, in some cases, they have used it to exit a toxic relationship. Which is, you know, the right thing to do, isn't it? I mean, because we stay in unhealthy or... Um, I suppose what you refer to as toxic relationships far too long normally don't we and um, we don't deserve that we're not doing ourselves any favors within our our um, relationship dynamic or you know in terms of our long-term mental health yeah very true and when you when you practice contemplation and when you get that clarity you also realize that there is not much you can do with respect to changing the other person. Most of the time, it's really not possible. Very rarely can you change the other person. But you can then start deciding, what can I change in myself? Hmm. Which means, if there was something wrong in you, like for example, if you were being too sarcastic, too angry, uh, too critical, then you realize that and say, okay, all these reactions are happening because I am being unpleasant. So you change that. But then if you have searched through your internal self and found that, no, I'm not being so unpleasant really, then maybe the only solution is, maybe this is not the right place to be. So that decision, you see, can only be yours. Yeah. Someone else cannot decide for you because you feel only you know the architecture of your life. So only you know what choice is the right one for you, which is what contemplation helps you decide. Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, quite often it's easy for us to point the finger at other people and say, it's them, it's them, it's them, uh, and not take responsibility for what, what part did I play in that, even if it's accepting unacceptable behavior. Yeah. So this helps you see all the things very clearly. One, it helps you see yourself clearly. So it's almost, this is guided introspection. That's what it is. 
but then it also gives you clarity that okay if this person is unpleasant to the extent that i cannot change and i've done my best mm. then maybe i need to take an extreme measure so the choice always has to be yours which is where you know you started with the right statement once you train your inner counselor you may never need an external one that's the objective of the contemplation program you train your inner counselor in a manner where you know what is right for you that may not be right for somebody else hmm that may not look right to somebody else the question is is it right for you because only you will live your life no one else will absolutely any anything else you want to share around the principles of contemplation before we talk about how best people can make contact and connect with you i can mention a couple of uh, other principles if you'd like so another principle is feeling good versus feeling right where you ask yourself i did this i said this does it feel good okay yes it feels good but does it also feel peaceful for example it might feel good to cheat on your partner just tonight the question is does it also feel peaceful now the same principle is also applicable in the other direction i did this i said this does it feel right does it feel good no it does not feel good but does it feel peaceful if it feels peaceful in some cases even if it does not feel good at the moment you might still want to do it now a couple of examples there one very obvious about our health things that we eat etc etc that's the usual one but think about it from a company perspective having an unpleasant employee or leave because they are spoiling the culture mm. may not feel good in the moment every time but if you know that it is good in the overall scheme of things for everybody else for the vision of the company for what we stand for then maybe letting them go is the right thing to do so that's one of the principles and as i mentioned the other principle where uh, we do a lot of work in the program is speech because speech is so important simply because of the amount of it that is involved in your life how much you speak is so much that it merits attention so we look at negative speech and then you examine do you have negative speech and does it make you peaceful does it make you restless but we also work on quantity of speech speaking less overall because that tends to make you more peaceful and also reducing the velocity of speech speaking slower usually keeps you more peaceful speaking fast tends to make you more restless similarly with the pitch and the volume so we do some work a lot of work around speech and especially there are so many members that are currently working on reducing their quantity and speed of speech and they see practical changes 
when they actually start speaking slower one they feel more peaceful that's for them but i've had people who have said i think i'm taken more seriously in meetings now because of the way i speak earlier i just used to rattle off whatever came to my head i think it might be a bit harder for women because i think it's been proven by stats and research that we speak probably seven times more than men <laughs> i see yeah so those are some of the principles excellent uh, i find it really fascinating taran so um you know for the audience members that are really interested in finding out more uh, about what you do what's your best contact information so you could go to the website which is adiosworld.com a d i o s w o r l d.com and you basically start with taking an assessment we have created a metric called the oq oq stands for oneness quotient just like you have iq we have oq and your oq tells you it's a measure of how one you are with yourself how deeply connected you are with yourself and what percentage of the time you make decisions that make you more peaceful versus less peaceful so you start your journey by taking the oq assessment you answer a few personal questions questions relating to work and then you take the program excellent i'm really curious to have a go at doing that test myself <laughs> sure let me know what the score is yeah i'd love to uh give it a go and uh, definitely plan to do that after we've ended this particular episode so any final words of wisdom you want to leave the audience with before we wrap up the episode today taran all i would say is clarity of thought and peace of mind are skills and contemplation is really easy we now have a way to do it it all it takes is sitting down with yourself 10 to 15 minutes a day go and have a cup of coffee with yourself and ask yourself this basic question even if you don't take the program just this question does this make me more peaceful does this make me less peaceful just that one question can sometimes clear the fog like you wouldn't even imagine try it try it today i'm going to put that into practice myself definitely thank you so much taran it's been really fascinating talking to you today and i really appreciate you sharing all your wise words and uh, your principles around this topic of contemplation today with us thank you for having me lin thank you so much it was an honor so listeners it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.